President of JCN Job Creators Network, Elaine Parker, is going to join us. Job numbers and wages are falling, which is a conundrum given the economy that we're in. Hi, Elaine. Good morning. How are you? I am under the weather, but at least I have a job. I'm just... (laughs) I just sit and I marvel. You know, I've I've got a grandson who's pretty bougie and he won't work fast food. He won't do this. He won't do that. Um, he's He's got it in his head that the job has to be perfect in order for him to do it. And that's just not the world we live in right now. You got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Um, it, it, it's interesting to talk to younger people who are looking for jobs or, or are working. There's Definitely a difference from when I was a teenager and looking for a job and and even just how they apply for the jobs. Everything's um, online. I I remember walking into retail stores and saying, do you have an application I can fill out? Mm -hmm. Um, And trying to impress whoever was behind the desk. So things are very different now, for sure. Yeah, I'm so old. I walked into a pancake house at the age of 12 and said, I need a job. They said, how old are you? I said, 15. They said, okay, start now. Go go get a bucket and start cleaning the tables. And I mean, I had a job. It was that simple. So I'm I'm not encouraging your children to lie, but I was 12, so cut me some slack. I wanted to work. I knew I wanted a car, and I knew I wouldn't get in one unless I bought my own. So um, the world in which we live in right now, they're making 15, 16 bucks an hour. I was making $1.82, and it wasn't that long ago. So what's going on with wages going crazy and job numbers falling? I mean, what's going on, Elaine? Yeah, I mean, we've seen, obviously, um, inflation continue to increase, um, you know, over the last two years. We have prices are up almost 20%. Um, food is up 20%. Gas is up 50%. Um, and what that does is inflate, obviously, wages um, because we've also had a labor shortage. Um, and so wages continue to um, pick up. The economy is is very hot, um, too hot, because we've got, uh, you know, sort of too much money in the supply chain, not enough people to actually go to work, and so it's too many dollars chasing too few goods. That's why we've seen such incredible um, inflation over the last, over the term of this administration, Um, and that's been a very painful uh, situation for not only everyday ordinary Americans trying to make ends meet, but our small businesses trying to keep up with not only the, the cost of the goods put on the shelves, but the cost of employing, um, you know, labor and energy and um, gas, all of those things are impacting our small businesses and their ability to thrive and survive. Um, the Fed's reaction to all of the reckless spending and, and the driving up of inflation has been, um, you know, what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to increase interest rates to try and cool things down and slow things down without sending us into a recession. But it's very painful for our small businesses um, who are now having trouble accessing credit. Uh, And for those that can get it, it's very expensive. It's in double-digit territory right now. That's the lifeblood for small businesses is, is credit to expand their business, to fund their business, um, sometimes to make payroll, and it's become uh, very scarce for our small businesses. doesn't affect our big corporations as much. They have a lot of ease finding capital, but our small businesses really have a lot of problems right now with accessing credit. And the way the jobs numbers came out last week, uh, we had 336,000 jobs created, 
employment rate uh, remained about flat. Labor participation was about flat. Um, but it, but we continue to see revisions in the jobs numbers every month. And when they go back, you know, nobody reports on it, but they go back and do the revisions. It does indicate that the Fed is likely going to have to make a move again before the end of this year, and that's going to be more painful for our small businesses. Honestly, I think inflation is about twice what the government's actually telling us. I really do. I feel it is. And how a listener just said, how in God's name, I'm reading, how in God's name is there a labor shortage with an extra million people because they're all here for a better life crossing the border? How do we have a shortage of employees when we have that many more people? Well, I mean, you know, we've said all along from uh, well, during the pandemic, there, there are programs that were put in place during the pandemic that actually paid people to stay home. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, we really feel like, um, you know, the, the Biden administration's economic policies from the pandemic forward just really um, killed um, the American work ethic. Um, we've seen a tremendous difference in um, people's work ethic. Um, and people did sit home for a long time. They were able to sit on the savings of the either the programs that were implemented under under the pandemic, or some of the stimulus checks that went out. Um, and those savings have dwindled now, um, and they have been living on credit because now we're at the highest level of credit card debt, consumer credit card debt we've ever seen. It's, it hit a trillion dollars. That's that's a trillion with a T. So proud of Um, myself. I just paid all mine off. I'm so proud of myself. It's a great feeling. Yeah, I'm not one of those those schmucks right now. That's not me. Yay! All right. So, so what do we do though? I mean, we've got all these people meandering. I guess the I nines are keeping some of them from working because they snuck in. But I mean, if Joe's going to fly him to cities all across the nation, he should at least have jobs waiting for him, right? Shouldn't that be part of his plan? Well, uh, you know that's it's that's a very difficult issue, obviously. And what we've seen some of the some of the governors do has has at least, um, I guess, should we say, spread the wealth, um, mm-hmm. but at least made it um, so that uh, the country really understands what it feels like and and how you have to support this because it's not just an economic issue; it's obviously a humanitarian issue, and those are difficult things to deal with. But we do have to have secure borders. That's obviously not an issue that Job Creators Network gets involved with. But Mm -hmm. just from an economic standpoint, we do have to have secure borders. We do have to know who's in this country so that we can legally employ them because we do have jobs waiting for people. Um, But we have to do it the legal way, of course. And we can't keep asking people with small businesses. I mean, some people got it right. They, They have like 14 kids and they all work in the family business and they either work or they don't eat. You know, that they've they've got it cornered. They know what they're doing. But, you know, back in the old days, that's why you had so many kids. You had 15, 16, 17 kids. They all worked the farm, and, and that's how you ate. That's how you made your living. But now we can't afford to have that many kids because, first of all, we can't feed them. Then we can't send them to school. We sure as hell can't buy them a car. You know, so we're in this double jeopardy. I keep thinking, Elaine, that, you know, Eric Adams and the guys in New York, and I know you don't get involved with border stuff, but this is funny to me. You never know what's going on with somebody until it happens to you. And I keep thinking of when they, they sign, they put those guys and they hook them up to the machines that make them feel like they're in labor. And then they, they can't take it. And they freak out and they're like, get this off. And it's like a zillionth of what a woman actually goes through. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, I think they call that not in my backyard, right? Yeah, it's, okay exactly. it's happening, but not in my backyard. Yeah, um, so and I think that's 
that's been a great point for these governors. I mean, we don't get involved in, in border issues. But I'm I'm a, I, I I live here I, I live in Florida I'm actually obviously live in a state that's been affected and my governor has taken mm-hmm. some of his actions. It's hard to not see what's happening, and um, I, I agree that if other states feel it, it becomes a more nationalized issue, and we are starting to see uh, these other governors and mayors around the country feel the the pain and the impact on their communities, and that's putting a lot of pressure on Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do something. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sanctuary City is a whole different meeting right now. So, you know, when you look at wages and job numbers falling, one goes hand in hand with Bidenomics because when the federal government forces or a state government forces a small business to pay a minimum wage employee to do a very minimal job like stock a shelf or flip a burger or whatever, um, yes, they may have a family at home to feed, but they could also be getting a trade skill or do something to better their life. It is not on the back of the small business owner or you and I as as taxpayers to, I guess, fundamentally foot the bill for their lack of planning. So what's happening here is people have to fire people or go out of business so we have fewer jobs and the wages just aren't getting paid because small businesses can't afford to pay them. Well, well here here's what should be very clear to people when they go into some of these um, big retail establishments. Um, whether it's a Walmart or a Target or wherever, and I'm not picking on anybody. But whenever you see the um, the cashiers uh, disappear and they become automated to self-checkout, mm-hmm. those are jobs that went away. So those companies may be paying more, but they're paying it to less people. Right. Um, and how, that's what people need to understand. How would you like to be the the little bitty granny who has to stand there and stop the guy who just tried to steal 12 packs of soda on, on his cart that he didn't ring up? You know, with, we're putting them in danger on top of it. But um, I think that they're going to switch back to human beings because of the high level of theft. So I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. Plus, I hate doing that. can never find the stupid UPC code. Um what what needs to happen in your mind, Elaine? What needs to happen in order for this to turn around? <clears throat> well, the reason why we have this this cost of living crisis or this inflation crisis that is really hurting everyday ordinary Americans is is the reckless spending that we've seen over the course of the Biden administration. Um, it is like I said, it's just led to uh, historic um, sticky inflation, mm-hmm. and the this year's deficit is actually projected to be one point seven trillion dollars. It's one of the largest in our nation's history. It's a ridiculous number. Um, and, and instead of the administration and the, the Democrats in Congress relying on the Federal Reserve to keep ticking up interest rates in, in a painful way, <laughs> they should do their part to overcome inflation. They should cut the inflation um, spending, the inflationary spending, um, and they should look at plans like the Job Creators Network. We, we developed an eight-point plan to help bring the economy back. It's called the American Small Business Prosperity Plan. It's eight simple points. It starts with making the the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act permanent, doing very common sense things like um, uh, increasing domestic drilling and not making it so difficult to, to uh, drill for oil here and bring down um, costs, um, make credit more available to our small businesses, uh, bring health care costs under control. It's very simple, common sense things, mm-hmm. but this administration does not seem interested in talking to the small business community. Even today, 
the president will be meeting with the heads of major corporations to talk about Bidenomics, how the economy is doing, and climate change. There seems to be no room at the table for us, for the small business voice whenever this president meets with business. It's always big business. Yeah, and it's always his green crap that isn't going to happen anyway. And if it does, it'll break us to the point where we will be vulnerable to any enemy. But, you know, they could start the Keystone Pipeline back up. We'd have 900,000 uh, gallons of crude flowing through every single day, and we wouldn't be reliant on anybody. I'm just saying. All right, Elaine Parker, president. JCN Job Creators Network. Where do they learn more about what you do? You can go to jobcreatorsnetwork.com. Please go there and learn more and then write to your Congress people and let them know these are the things we want the House and the Senate to look at and talk about and bring to the puppet master to sign so that we can get our country back on track. Elaine, thank you. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Elaine Parker.